the mark. <clears throat> and when he, when he read down to this part, man, it just jumped out at me like somebody jumping from behind a wall, you know, and, and, and just grabbing you. Mark, uh, Mark chapter 4, let's get right on into it. And verse 16, 16 and 17. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground. What kind of ground? Stony ground. And remember, uh, I said that little piece where the grass is not growing, it's got a lot of rocks in it. And I just really, just really, really paid attention to it this morning. I was looking at it. Okay? So they're on stony ground. Now watch this. <clears throat> Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. Now, friends, let me tell you this. I've been walking in this thing for about 30, almost 34 years now. And I've seen this over and over and over and over and over. Can I stop? One more and over. These conditions of the soil. There are four conditions, these four types here. Only one out of the four produced fruit. Good fruit. Only one. That's 25%. One, two, three, four. Which one of y'all is the one that's going to get it? <laughs> but watch this. Watch this, friends. Watch this. Okay. So it says this. They receive the word with gladness. You're talking to somebody and you tell them about the Lord. You know, now, now really, this, this is really talking about uh, people that are saved. Let me say it like this. Because he's talking to the Jewish people, remember? So he's talking to covenant people. So we can say he's talking to people in the church. Y'all with me? Very different. Very different. He's talking to people in the church. So, verse where we at, 16, they have heard the word immediately receiving with gladness. Man, they just bubbling. Oh, glory to God, that word was so good. And man, they're all excited and all excited. But watch what happens. And you think they're getting ready to go out and win the world. They're getting ready to turn Satan's kingdom on his side again and then flip it again just for fun. But look at what happens. Watch this now. They receive it with gladness. Now look at verse 17. And have no root. And have what? No root where? In themselves. Oh, man. And I thought, oh, my God. They have no root in themselves. Listen, they're always living off somebody else's revelation. They're always living off what somebody else said. They're always, you know, uh, got to hear this from somebody. Got to hear this from somebody. They have no root in themselves. At some point, at some point, I quote different people. Everybody does. Okay. But at some point, you got to get a revelation of what you're talking about. Because you and I can hear the same thing. To me, I'll get revelation. To you, it'll just be intellectual knowledge. We'll walk away. One person be jumping up, turning flips. The other person will be like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Why? Because there's no, they, no revelation there. And then they'll say, well, this person said, oh, yeah, because, you know, it makes a good conversation. But there's no root in themselves. How do we know there's no root in themselves? And so endure, but for a time. Yeah. You can go off somebody else's juice for a little bit. You can. You can ride off somebody else's juice for a while. But at some point, <laughs> glory to God, you got to have your own juicer. You have to be able to stand on your own, on, on the word of God for yourself 
hearing from God for yourself, settled in your spirit for yourself, knowing that this is very God. If I leave this earth, I'm not moving. Root in themselves. Every tree, even though it may start out growing from another tree, it has to develop its own root system. And this is what happened. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. Because we're talking about today that we want to remember this. this is a, I'm going to talk about the American root system as we go, but I, I want to set this up. Okay, so we get a two-fold message today. You get two for one. Two for one. Glory to God. No, no, no exchanges, though. So, and have, verse 17, and have no root in themselves, and so, because they have no root in themselves, endure but for a time afterwards. Watch this now. When affliction comes, not if. You don't get out of this life without afflictions. You don't get out of this life without having to deal with some issues. There's no road of roses that you just kind of float through until Jesus comes. There's going to be some battles. Why? Because we have an enemy. And he comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, when you have someone like that sitting across from you, figuratively speaking, sitting across from you, and you already know that they come only but for to steal from you, only but for to kill you, only but for to destroy you, you don't lollygag with them. When you know their end game is to take you out, you don't mess around. But if you have no root in yourself, you fall for the games. Oh, you so sharp. Ain't nobody better than you. And, and what's happening? Whoop, whoop, that head. Whoop, whoop. And what you fail to realize, you're getting your head blowed up, but he's got a real sharp pen. <laughs> what is he trying to do? Get you out there on Front Street, and then he's going to pop it. You got to have root in yourself. Listen, when you have root in yourself, if nobody ever says an encouraging word to you, it won't change you. It won't move you. I, we, we, got, we got some more. We got some more. Listen at this. Watch what happens. When afflictions or persecution arises, watch this now, for the words sake because you standing on the word you standing on what you believe the word in your heart you've been convinced by the word of God that's why this stuff that's going on today don't move it doesn't move me that's why I don't have to be a part of somebody's group to, to feel like I'm you know I'm somebody I don't have no issue with being uh, a black man and not agreeing with every other black man. Really? We ought to be Jesus people. The scripture says, know we no man anymore after the what? Flesh. Even Christ, we don't know him after the flesh. And if we are new creations, then why do we have so many people running around day and the only thing they're concerned about is the color of somebody's skin? And that is antithetical to the Bible. In other words, that's against Scripture. If you color your skin, it's the, the only thing, the main thing that matters, you way off. I'm talking to Christians now. You way off the boat. Because it should not be a factor. All right. Now watch. Now I said that, and watch the next verse, the next part of this, last part of this verse. So 
the affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake. Now watch this, because this is what just happened. That's some folks that are going to listen to this, and this is exactly what's going to happen. Immediately they are offended. I know I offend a lot of people by what I believe. I know it. Because I don't agree with them. I'm not offended because they don't agree with me. Because I say it like this. Isn't it wonderful to be able to disagree? And we don't have to go and do something bad to each other. We just disagree. That's all. You believe what you want to believe. I have the freedom to believe what I want to believe. We disagree. But you get offended. Someone said they were holding a conversation the other day. And when they said they believed a certain way, the person just, bye. <laughs> Listen, friends, here we go. I mean, I'm reading the word and have no root in themselves and so endure it but for a time after when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. They are, I just said the word there that we know no man after the flesh. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're not to judge in him. There's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, black nor white, red nor brown. Put all the rest of them together. But people get offended. And that's because they have no root in themselves. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So your root system, your own root system, is what keeps you alive. Or the lack of a root system will cause you to live an offended life. Have we ever, in the history of mankind, lived in a day where people are so easily offended. Why is that? Because this generation is getting further and further from the word of God. And sadly, even from the pulpit, we are beginning, many are beginning to appeal more and more to the soulish realm, to the soulish part of man than to his spirit man. As long as I can make you feel good about what you believe and make you feel good about being in the condition you are and not changing by blaming someone else, then I got you. I don't think there's a person alive who does, doesn't want to feel good. But if you live off your feelings, you are going to live offended. Because feelings say everybody has to cater to me. That's what feelings say. Rather than being mature. So they have no root system. So live an offended life. Now watch this. Let me just get just a little bit more. Then we got to move on. Okay. In this. So an offended person has a victim mentality. They're always the victim. Somebody's doing something to me. They have a vic victim mentality in general about life. That everything somebody did, they did it against them. Did you see them that look right at me and didn't speak to me? You know, I can look right at you and not see you. And, and why is it all about you? Anyway. Okay, if somebody looked at you and didn't speak to you, did you speak to them? Or did you just, <clears throat> they didn't speak to me, so I didn't speak to them. They might be busy. Remember when the, 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 in, in the Kings, when the woman's uh, son died and she said, go get the prophet? And she said, and don't slack either. Now, in that culture, when you were on your way to do something, if you saw somebody and you spoke to them, that obligated you to stop and talk. She said, don't speak to anybody. 
So you got that mule and you striking that mule or that camel, you getting on down the road. Hey, Jack, what's going on, man? And they see me, I don't look around. I got quiet. I got to, I can't stop. They don't get offended because they know, oh, he's on a mission. He can't stop. But if you're in a hurry in this culture and you got to go somewhere and somebody, hey, hey, how you doing? You just say, how you doing? Oh, why you act like he don't know me now? He didn't. She didn't. They just got something to do that might be more important than staying there and talking to you for five minutes. This, we got to grow up. <coughs> you got to have that, that, that victim mentality. Everybody's against me. Mm. So you got to have root in yourself. All right? Now, let's go over to John. Watch this. And we'll see it in action. John chapter 4. We're we, we getting there, but I want us to, I want us to, uh, I have to do this first, because I think if I started on the other part of this message first, uh, it may have not been received as well as I want it to be. John chapter 4, verse 25. This is the woman at the well. Glory to God. The woman at the well. And her and Jesus are having this conversation. Now, we're talking about you must, you know, you must have root in yourself. And this is a Memorial Day message. So we're going to get to that part of it. And I didn't bring a watch or a clock or anything up here, so I know we're going to get to it. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, you know, I, I, I talked in detail about what roots are and the root system and all that, so you have to go back and get that. All right, John chapter 4, and look at verse, start at verse 25. Now, Jesus has been talking to this woman, all right? Uh, the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Glory to God. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. See, they were offended already. We don't, we don't talk to Samaritans. But Jesus did. Jesus did not take on the offense of his culture. Why? He had a greater mission. That was the, he came to seek and save the lost. He came to do that. Because these you know, the Jews, their thing was, we don't have no dealings with the Samaritans. They're half-breeds. We don't have no dealings with them. You ever had someone that wants you to take on the offense of somebody else? Don't do it. Let every, every, every relationship build itself. Now, so they marveled that he even talked to the woman, yet no man said, what seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? He didn't want to confront Jesus. The woman then left her way, her water pot, and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come, listen, watch this now. Come, see a man which told me all things I ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Now, this is what the church is supposed to be doing. <coughs> we hear the word, we're supposed to go out and spread the word. Amen. She went right out and began to spread the word. So they went out to see uh, Jesus. Okay. Now let's jump over to verse 39. Verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman. Y'all, what are we talking about? You got to have root in yourself, right? You got to have root in yourself. So they started out living off of her testimony, didn't they? They believe why? Because they heard her saying, which testified. Your testimony is so powerful, friends, because it'll draw people in. <laughs> when she said, he told me uh, all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Now look, and many more believed because of his own word. Now listen at this next verse. 
and said unto the woman, the one that the one that planted them, the one that sowed the word into them. Listen to what they are saying now. And said unto the woman, now we believe, comma, not because of what you told us. For we have heard him ourselves. We are growing our own roots. <coughs> Can y'all get that? We heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They grew their own roots. What no more? This woman said, this woman said, this verse said, no, it was, hey, I met Jesus for myself. I've got my own roots. I've established my own roots. Hey, I mean, no, no problem. <coughs> I thank you for introducing me to Jesus. But I'm telling you, I know him for myself now. Because, you know, you can be introduced to Jesus by people, and it may not be long by someone or people, it may not be long before you, you jump way ahead of them spiritually. Because you got to keep moving. You got to develop before yourself. Glory to God. Now, let's go to John chapter 6. Let me show you something with Jesus. John chapter 6. And let's go to verse, what verse are we going to? Somewhere in John. Go down to the last part. John chapter 6. Hallelujah. And let's go to verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should, not and who should betray him. He knew it from the beginning. They weren't there. To, to receive uh, from Jesus, you know, what he got from God. He said he knew it from the beginning. And he said, therefore said I unto you, watch this, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. Now, verse 66, from that time, from that time, many of his disciples went back. Now, think about this now. Some of these folk, had been with him for years. They went back and walked with him no more. What happened? They got offended. They got offended. <laughs> and, you know, we've studied this before, taught on this many times, but that word offended means to unhook. They got offended. They've been with Jesus all this time. Remember now, they've seen him heal the sick. They've seen him raise the dead. They've seen him, uh, <clears throat> you know, create uh, bread, multiply bread and fish. They've seen all these miracles. They've seen him walk on the water. They've seen him stand down the uh, Pharisees. They've seen him walk out of the midst of a crowd just trying to kill him and no, and no harm. They've been with him through all these things, but they never developed their own root system. And then when, as we read in Mark chapter 4, when persecution come or affliction come because of the word's sake, they are offended. Oh, they're not even remembering what Jesus has done. This is, what, this is part of, of what happens to people when they get offended because they don't remember how they got to where they are. Now, part of that is a failure of the previous generation for not telling, continuing to tell the story. And then some of that is by design to cut people off from their roots so they won't know and can't appreciate. So many of them, Walk no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. I mean, it's getting, it's getting tight. It's getting tight. Remember, we know he had at least 82 disciples. At least 82. He had a lot more than that. But we know the 82 that he appointed. He got to 12. Then the Bible says he appointed 70 other. So we know. 
Now you think about this. Your whole team just about walk off. Now that would shake anybody. But listen at Jesus. He looked at his, his disciples and said, will you go also? Now he didn't, he didn't beg them to stay. He said, what y'all going to do? Because he, what? He has root in himself. Look at verse 68. Watch this. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? That's a root system. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. What? I mean, listen at what Simon is saying. If we leave you like they did, we're walking away from life. And when you're walking away from life, you're walking to what? To death. He says, you have the words <coughs> of eternal life. In other words, where are we going to go? People leave the truth searching for the truth because they don't want to accept the truth because it didn't come the way they, they want it. Look at verse 69. Listen to what Peter said. Peter has a root system, and we believe, go with that God, and are sure that thou art that Christ the son of the living God. Look at that. See, nothing could move him because he had his root system. I mean, you go, go, you can look out that window. You know, trees way out in the country got trees everywhere. Find a little small tree and look like you can just go over there and just go pluck it up out the ground. Just go up there and do it. Try it. Go try it. You, you get up and you go, oh, oh, wait, this little bit of thing? Then you grab it with two hands and try to see What's going on? What, what is it? That root system is down there holding on. It's down there holding on. You, you coming against it, pulling the root system, I ain't going nowhere. Let him pull. And that root system is going to say, it get tired in a minute. So when you have your root system, that's how, why do you think, friends, so many people, who grow up in the church, as we say, grow up in the church. And when they are grown, they go out somewhere and never, and just leave the church, leave what they believe, join some of these whacked out uh, religious groups. I'm not calling names, but y'all know I'm talking about, especially if they go to prison. What happened? They never developed their own root system. They went to church because mom and dad said she had to go to church. But they never developed their individual root system, their individual relationship with God. Their relationship was based on their parents saying, you have to go to church. So many times people go to church and never are in the church. You know, you can be somewhere physically and never be there mentally. Or spiritually. Paul, in his letter, he said, though I cannot be with you in the flesh, I am there with you in the spirit. And it's just the opposite many times today. People are somewhere in the flesh, but their spirit is somewhere else. I know, uh, I can remember I was in part with this organization. We were in college, and, and we, we had to go to church. That was part of what we had to do. We had to go to church. But we, we, we kind of took advantage of that opportunity because when we went to church, we went to sleep. I couldn't tell you the first beginning of any sermon I heard because that was the time for us to get some rest. So even though our bodies were there and the numbers were there, we were asleep. Except when they said stand up and everybody elbow each other, you know, you stand up. You almost stand up sleeping. So, so this root system, listen at, listen, at, uh, listen at this. Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are. You are. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so I wanted to get that part there to us, building that in, talking about that we must have root in ourselves. Now let's get into the memorial 
side of it, into the memorial side of it. Again, we know that Memorial Day is coming. Now, what I didn't cover was Ephesians chapter 4. I'm just looking at my notes here. Ephesians chapter 4, where it talks about that uh, God gave us the fivefold ministry to grow us up. To grow us up. Why? So that we won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. <clears throat> here's, here's the one of the prevailing um, thoughts, not thoughts, but one of the prevailing things today that's taking place in our society, the American culture, in, in uh, religiosity, let me say it like this, because it's not Christendom, it's religiosity. You say to people about church, well, you don't have to belong to a church. Well, you don't have to go to church. And they'll say something like, uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really into church. I'm, I'm, in, I'm spiritual. Me and God, we talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got my own relationship with God. You should have your own relationship with God. But anything that has to do with Jehovah God, Elohim, the creator of the universe, any relationship with him has to be according to his word. So what's happening today? Many people now are trying to worship God according to how they have created him. They, they are worshiping a God that they have created in their own image rather than the way he said. And they're calling that their spirituality. Romans chapter 10, you know, I turn there. We should know this. Romans chapter 10, verse 1 starts out, and it says, uh, Brethren, Paul, uh, writing to the church at Rome, if you recall in that, in that book, he takes chapters, now he didn't write in chapter and verse, but chapters 9, 10, and 11 are what's called parenthetical chapters. Those chapters were uh, Paul inserted that in, in the midst of what he's talking about, righteousness, to speak specifically to the Jewish part of that congregation. And in chapter 10, what we call chapter 10, he says this, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So they run around calling themselves saved. They got a zeal for God. They've created God in their own image. They'll talk God with you. But listen, he says, but not according to knowledge. And my prayer is that they might be saved. And people are running around thinking they're saved, calling themselves saved. They're not saved. They're living according to their image of God. Oh, yeah, me and God, we talk. Yeah, okay, all right. That's good. You know, and God is all about them because they've created God in their own image. All right, so <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to skip around a little bit here so I can get to this last portion. Because, <clears throat> again, I'm moving into the Memorial Day part of this now, but I wanted to talk about that have a root system in yourself because we have our way of life here in America is rooted, we have a root system, which is our Christian heritage, Judeo-Christian heritage. And what we have now is a lot of people trying to dig up our roots. I mean, they've got these big tractors and they're trying to dig up the roots. Let's get rid of this, let's get rid of this, and let's get rid of, and all those things that are tied to our roots. That's why we are successful. That's why we have the longest standing constitution of any country in the world. That's why we've had the peaceful transition of governance for over 240 years. Every time it's an election, we don't have a, a, a civil war. Because the civil war wasn't about the election. It was about an issue, but it wasn't about the election. We've never, every time a president's uh, time is up, he leaves office peacefully. And a new party comes in. And if, you, if you, you like a certain party and they don't win this time, guess what? They ain't going to be there but a few years. 
and then you get, get your chance again. So no other country has that. And we have to be thankful. Why do we have that? Because our system was rooted and grounded in the Word of God and is rooted and grounded in the Word of God. And so you just now have all these people trying to move us out and get us on some secular system. All right. So now listen to what God says. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that you may live, that you may what? Live. So if God gives us commandments and we have to observe to do, how am I going to know his commandments if I never get into the word of God? I just say, God, you know, God knows my heart. God does this. But I never get into the word to find out what God is actually saying. And I'm saying things and doing things that are against the word of God, but yet I'm saying I'm with God. God is with me. Okay. Now look, verse 2. And thou shalt what? Remember. Remember. Thou shalt what? Remember. That's what a memorial is for, to help us remember. I've said this to you over and over again <clears throat> many times. Even, even just here, if I drive out Springer Boulevard, back behind uh, Kroger's there, where, our, where the... Um, Veterans Cemetery is. That one is now full. It's full. You have to go to North Little Rock now. That's why I know Jesus got to come back in my lifetime. It's full. And if you ever go over there and walk up and down those roads and look at those little dashes in there, some of them, there's only 20 years on between the, in the dash, 19 years, 17 years. That some young man, young woman, laid their life down so that we could be here and walk around free and even dishonor them if that's we, what we choose because that's our right. It may be your right, but it doesn't make it not wrong. And for us to not remember and honor that, not worship it, honor it. Listen to what it says. Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness, listen, to humble thee. I was so proud now. Got so much pride. To humble thee. And to prove thee. To know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Let me tell you something, friends. I heard the discussion going this morning, and it's so right. And, you know, in Sunday school, stimulus check can't do it forever. I'll tell you. It may have been to stimulate or to boost, not to live on. Just to boost. You know, give it a push to get it going, but you can't live on it. Hallelujah. So he says, God said, I, 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 I want you to remember this because you forget you're going to be in trouble. Look at this. Look at verse 3. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man, listen, does not live by a stimulus check alone. I mean by bread only. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Not by my, what I think God should do. Okay? And he goes on and he talks to them about all the things that he does for them, he did for them. Now look, look in verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. He says, keep these things in remembrance. Look at this now. Verse 13. Verse 12. Least when thou hast eaten 
and art full and has built godly, goodly houses and dwelt there in. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How do you forget someone that freed you? You've been in slavery for 400 years. Someone comes and free you and your family and give you back pay. Back pay for 400 years. How do you forget that? And they did. It took them less than 10 days. I'm convinced a lot of blessings are blocked at the intersection of remember and forgetfulness. They take the wrong one, take the wrong turn. You say it for yourself. Who are you most willing to continue to help, be of support to? Two people walk up, both of them in the same condition. You give both of them the same thing to help them on their way. One says, thank you, sir. And the other one takes it and walks off. And every time you see the, other, the, the one that said thank you, they're, they're just, they says, you know, I appreciate that. They send you a card. They do this. They do that. And the other one you just never hear from again. Which one are you most likely to help again? Five years down the road, you see them both at a service station. The one that, uh, don't, I know, don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> you know, you can't say everything. You say, yes, you know me from somewhere. When you were broke, had holes in your shoes, and half your rear end was hanging out because your pants were raggedy. You know I, I helped you get a new suit of clothes. Oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Good to see you again. Now, you know, I say that, make it a little light, but this is the way people are, and it's the way people do God. And it's to, to, to forget what God has done for us. Least when thou, verse 12, at least when thou hast eaten and are full, hast built goodly houses and dwell therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Led you through the wilderness. Friends, I'm telling you, right in this room right here, right in this room, we've got generations in this room, right in this room. Young, young folk, you know, we don't choose when we're born, so that ain't no, that ain't no hit. But there, there, I can remember, y'all heard this over and over again, but I, see, I remember it. I can remember the, the outhouse, okay, toting water, as we used to say catching rainwater to take a bath with. And, and, and that's after we moved up some. <laughs> you know, we had it better than our parents. My mother's right here. We had it better than they had it. And you try and think about, really? How could that be? Well, we had to go through. I, the only time I, I went to a cotton field was when I was driving by, and then one time I did stop and pick a couple of bowls so I can say I picked cotton. I'll tell you, when I saw what a real cotton sack looked like, I said, my goodness, that thing long. Hmm? My grandfather plowed with a mule. Not a John Deere tractor, not even an old one with the steel wheels. He plowed the field with a mule. Only went to school three months in his whole life. My, my father's father. You think that we haven't been blessed? How can we forget the people that came? And his parents 
grandparents at least, were probably slaves. That ain't no something to be pitiful about. That's something to be thankful for, to remember that we ain't always had a suit like this. You know, a lot of my clothes I wear here, most of these suits are almost $1,000 a piece. I didn't pay that for them. You know, $1,000 worth of clothes would have bought clothes for everybody in the church three times over back then or in the community. Now, we have a tie, wear a tie that costs more, you know, than a whole suit, overcoat, hat, boots, belt, and underwear. I'm just saying, God said, and when you reach these different levels, don't forget. How dare we look down at the, at, at, at the older people, you know, because they don't have this or that, or how dare we ever look down our nose at anybody? Drive through a community and hold our nose up. Ooh, look at them. <laughs> All right, let's go to verse 18. No, no, verse, uh, verse 17. Now we're, we'll wrap it up here. I just really didn't get very far. And thou say in thine heart, listen to this, my power and the might of mine hands has gotten me this wealth. You think about this, America, the economic engine of the world. And here comes something you can't even see. Sneeze in your elbow, stay six feet apart, and the whole economic system goes How are we going to fight this enemy? We good at shooting. Boom, boom, boom. Did you get him? I got him. You know, send the airplanes over. Submarines. You, you looking around and here come a, a rocket out of the water, out of the ocean. What? You can't shoot down a virus. Huh? Now listen, let's be clear about this. I'm not saying God sent that in the least little bit not even a shenanigan of it. I'm just saying that when, because we have as a country, we have as, as a whole forgotten about God. You can't support all this stuff that God says is an abomination to him. Take him off the record as if he didn't exist and then say, well, we, we got this. We, we did all this. No, we have to remember Come on, stand on your feet. We have to remember. We have a choice. Let me say this. Let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm out there anyway. <clears throat> we have in this country the freedom if we want First Amendment. Let me read, I'm, I'm at least read that to us. Because we're talking about I had some other things that I were going to read, but you know, I think we've 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 got there. First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America. Nobody else has this. Nobody else in the world has this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, listen, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So all those governors and different ones say you can't go to church. That's a violation of the Constitution. I just read it. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That's what it says. Congress hasn't passed any laws that churches can't open. They can't. Is against the Constitution. We understand health crisis and obeying that and so forth. 
We understand that. We've done that. We still do that. We still do that. And as I've said over and over again, whatever you do as an individual, that's, you know, you go according to your faith. You don't ever put yourself in an, a situation where you feel like fear, more. there's more fear than faith there. But I'm just saying this, because remember we're talking about remember. Our documents, this little book here, contains the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States of America, and George Washington's Farewell Address. And embalmed and embedded in all of these documents is the Word of God. That's what we were talking about, the root, our roots, the American root. Why do we stand so strong? Because everything about our founding was embedded in the Word of God. Perfect? No. A lot of flaws? Yes. Mistakes? Of course. We're talking about men. And it's easy to look back ignorantly and say, this one was that, and this one was that, and this one should have done that. Very easy. Until you study the whole record. So we have to remember, friends, that there was a, a, a price paid for us to be here today, for us to walk uh, freely, to live and drive and do what we want. If you want to just live on the street, you have the right. You can go just live on the street. You want to live in a 20-room mansion? Go for it. Glory be to God. But don't forget it was the Lord's hand that did all this. That did all this. That's why I can be so thankful for this place because I know I know it was the hand of the Lord. It wasn't by might or by power, but it was by his spirit. 